Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Winston Preparatory School is a leading school network for students with learning disabilities. Learn more about Winston Prep and register for an open house at www.winstonprep.edu. Keeping the lights on in the Nutmeg State, Connecticut's Public Utilities Regulatory Authority Chairman, Marissa Gillette, on the Lisa Wexler Show. Now on WICC 600 AM and 107.3 FM. And welcome. Welcome back to the Lisa Wexler Show. Hi, Marissa. Hello. Hi, Lisa. How are you doing this month? I'm good. How are you doing? How are your kids? Oh, you know, it's uh, spirit week at school, so we went in with crazy hair today. Did you? That's cool. <laughs> and what is crazy hair? Does that mean like you, you know, you dye it for a day kind of thing, a different color? What do you do? <laughs> uh, well, my son rolled out of bed, and that was that for him. Um, and my daughter, we just uh, put a bunch of ponytails and uh, Barrett's. That's the best I could muster this morning. <laughs> That's well done. Very, very. I know. Listen, I know you're um, you're a busy working woman, Marissa Gillette. That's what you are. <laughs> so I understand you're going to be giving some money back to Connecticut Natural Gas customers, about eight million bucks. Is that right? Yeah, it's about half of that. So um, there are what do we call earning sharing mechanisms in place for the utilities. So uh, whenever the utilities over earn, so if they earn above and beyond um, their authorized profit margin, then they are required to give 50 percent of those those over earnings back to customers. The other 50 percent go to their shareholders. So, um, oh, they, I see. CNG. Yeah. So about four million dollars are going back to customers of CNG based on uh, CNG's recent earnings. How I- I'm confused when you have an over profit if you're distributing Mm -hmm. half of the over profit back to shareholders how is that actually taking profit away from the company if it goes back to shareholders what am i missing yeah it's really (laughs) insightful so um you're not you're not missing a ton um these earning sharing mechanisms have been in place um in connecticut for a while uh, they come. Uh, they were established in rate cases, which, as you know, I haven't had the opportunity to put my stamp on a lot of them. <laughs> um, 
So Um, what we're dealing with here is an earnings sharing mechanism that was established uh, in a rate case in 2018, I believe. So predated me. And the theory here is that you're encouraging the utility to kind of optimize its um, its operations and their incentive to do that is supposed to be that they get to share in those over earnings. And historically, Connecticut has split that share 50-50. And there are lots of good questions about whether that is the right split um, and certainly something that I intend to look at in, in future rate cases. Well, I, this is why I'm I just, you know, not to belabor the point, but to belabor it a little bit. If it's an over earning, then mm-hmm. by definition, they're not supposed to have it. So by giving 50% of it back to them in a rebate, you're not really punishing them all that much. They can make an educated decision to keep doing it because they know they get 50% more profit than otherwise. Hello. That's, yeah, exactly. So um, if you recall, the Take Back Our Grid Act um, requires Pura to move into what's called performance-based regulation. And uh, that will, um, we actually voted on phase one of that decision this morning. Um, and that transition to performance-based regulation will go a long way toward driving, um, towards resolution of the concern you just laid out. Like we want to be we want these utilities to be compensated based on their performance rather than what's happening here, which is, um, you know, they're getting over earnings based on, you know, how little they spent. Um, and that's fine if they underspent their revenue requirement, if the uh, desired goals were achieved. But that's just not how historical traditional utility regulation is designed. And that's what we're trying to move these utilities toward is compensation based on their actual performance and not just compensating them um, based on how much money they spend. And that makes sense because you're their customer and they get you as their customer in a monopolistic way and there's no competition within the areas they serve for what they do. Exactly. We are all captive customers of these natural monopolies. And so performance-based regulation kind of flips it on its head and says, you know, we're going to tell you what we want out of our utility service. And uh, based on your ability to achieve those outcomes, that's how we're going to compensate you, not just on your ability to spend money, because we all know you can spend money. Um, So that's what we're trying to drive toward. So tell me specifically, what did you just vote on today? Today was phase one of our performance-based regulation investigation. So uh, in phase one, we worked with all of our stakeholders, so representatives of the business community, low-income customers, environmental advocates, state agencies, utilities. And we went through a series of workshops and stakeholder engagements, public listening sessions, and we identified the goals, the outcomes, and the considerations that we should be using to evaluate utility expenditure requests moving forward. Mm. And it sounds simple on its face, but getting those many players to identify. Yeah, yeah, it is, especially when we're only going to be the second state in the country to do performance-based regulation. Just not a lot of, yeah, Hawaii is interestingly the only state that's really gone before us. And why do you think, Marissa Gillette, you're a young woman, you're an innovative woman, and you're not afraid. Why do you think performance-based regulation can work in Connecticut the way it does in Hawaii, but it hasn't been done in other places? 
Yeah, I, I, um, I think that it's not a coincidence that Hawaii and Connecticut, two of the states with you know the highest electricity rates uh, in the country, uh, I don't think it's a coincidence that you're seeing those states be the first actors. We're more motivated to you know, make sure that our customers are getting the value for what they're spending. Um, and, you know, it's hard to disrupt uh, 100 plus years of status quo that's used everywhere, not just in the United States, but in the world. It's hard to disrupt that status quo. And so I think it does really take folks who are extremely motivated, um, like we are because of the high prices our customers are facing. It takes that kind of motivation, um, you know, to to deal with the inertia of utility regulation. Mm. We're chatting with Marissa Gillette. 203-333-9422 is our number. You can call me at 203-333-9422. If you want to talk with Marissa Gillette, ask a question or have a comment for her to know about. And I'm thinking about these stakeholders in front of you, consumers who Mm -hmm. want the lights on regularly despite storms, but environmental Mm -hmm. people who may want to see lines buried so that, you know, Mm -hmm. 4,000 miles of trees don't have to come down. So, you know, it's not that everybody doesn't want everything. Uh, You know, the tree huggers want the lights on too, and the people with the lights on don't want the trees down. It's just that sometimes people are going to argue a different priority. That's all. Exactly. And so that's what we took the last 18 months working through was, is there a common set of goals and then outcomes that map to those goals um, that we can all agree on? Because this is really about resetting the way we regulate in Connecticut. It's a big deal. So, um Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Um, are yeah, they going to get an any points? Experience. So let me ask you, Marissa Gillette, are they going to get any points going forward for uh, moving some of the lines underground when they can for having a communication with, for example, Aquarian, which they own, or other kinds of mm-hmm. utilities that are already digging up the road, the DOT comes to mind, so that there mm-hmm. can be an efficiency of resources. And again, not in all cases, but in some cases when they can bury the lines, that this becomes part of what they try and do. Exactly. So there's this theory called capital bias. And what it means is that the utilities are generally incentivized to spend as much capital, as as much money as they can, because traditional utility regulation uh, compensates them for everything that they spend plus a reasonable rate of return. So in PBR, what we're doing is saying, no, 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 we're actually going to tie both a carrot and a stick 
to a, um, a goal and an outcome. So the example you just laid out in terms of, uh, you know, undergrounding or let's say uh, efficient business operations, um, you know, coordinating across the utilities, that's actually one of the identified outcomes that we voted on this morning. Oh, that's and great. We're gonna, yeah, so we'll set up carrots and sticks through the second phase of PBR, and then the utilities will be compensated or penalized based on their achievement of efficient business operations, you know, through the metrics that, you know, you're alluding to. And how would you know, for example, how are you and Pura going to know of a missed opportunity to bury a particular power line someplace? Yeah, what you're identifying is something I really struggle with, the information disadvantage that uh, really is kind of pervasive in utility regulation. The utilities are holding all the cards all the time. So we have parallel dockets uh, to the performance-based regulation that are focused on um, data collection. So we really have to focus on um, gathering these counterfactuals because otherwise the utilities aren't going to, you know, volunteer right. to us. Right. They're not. They're right. not. They're not going to. They're not going to call up and say, "Oh, by the way, a two-mile line of Route Seven." you know, that veered into a residential neighborhood, we could have buried the lines at that time, but sorry, we missed it. They're not going to let you know. No. And so one of our tracks of our equitable modern grid proceeding, which I think we may have talked about previously, we we adopted that decision last August. It has a whole framework for the types of metrics and data and frequency of reporting that these utilities are required to turn over to us um, when they're looking at spending money on reliability projects, for example. Uh, so that's a you know kind of parallel effort. Um, and a lot of my job these days is setting up frameworks and processes uh, to make sure that we're getting the data because uh, you can't evaluate something that you don't have. So you know what's interesting to me, and I'm really not a, I'm really not a snitch of a person. I don't really like snitching, but you know, whistleblowing is distinct <laughs> from snitching. But I do want to say this: in the last hour, we chatted with um, a state's attorney whose job is to find Medicaid fraud. That's what he does. He prosecutes mm-hmm. Medicaid fraud. And uh, Kyle LaBeouf, very nice guy, and he was on to talk about Law Day and everything. And I asked him how he got his cases, and you know, he said in nice ways and very very big words, uh, how he got his cases. And then I said, well, wait a minute. It just means that somebody calls up social services and because they, <laughs> you know, they think somebody is cheating. He goes, yeah, that's that's really what it is. So it's like if mm-hmm. you see something, say something. So like if I see mm-hmm. in my neighborhood a road being dug up, but I don't see anybody working on the lines, are you going to have mm-hmm. a hotline where people can call Pura and say, call us? if you see some work done so that we can double check to see if there's a business efficiency opportunity that may be missed here. You're going to have a phone number mm-hmm. for people? You know, that is the dream. Um, I've actually <laughs> talked to other stakeholders who refer to it lovingly as my um, idea for a pole, pole patrol. Uh-huh. <laughs> which right. If you have small kids. I love that. If you have small kids, you've heard of Paw Patrol. Um, Very much so. You know, (laughs) we've been focused on creating these processes so that we know what the utilities are supposed to be doing. And then once we have these processes launched, then the hope and dream is you can kind of, you know, deputize uh, the entire state uh, to help you in these efforts. So we're a couple of steps removed from that right now in that. Uh, you know, we're wrapping up the processes, putting the infrastructure in place on our side. But, yeah, to your point, uh, one way to do this eventually um, is to 
have a hotline. Have like a hotline. Have today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I freaked out the other day, my audience knows, when I saw this big piece of ugly machinery parked on my street adjacent to some wetlands that are supposed to never be disturbed. And I mm-hmm. and I basically went crazy. I called every I called the police department. I called conservation. I called everybody and the police were wonderful. They got back to me. They located the origin of the license plate and they found out that the people were doing septic work nowhere near the wetlands, perfectly permitted, around the corner on someplace off thirty three, but the most convenient place to park happened to be in this little niche of my neighborhood for five days in a row. No signs, oh. no anything. And if I tell you a big piece of equipment, this was scary. I thought trees were coming down. But, sure, you know, yeah. I did my phone calls. I got my reassurance and all was good. But if I saw people digging up my road and I didn't see any telephone lines being buried, I would want to call you and say, excuse me, why aren't we burying the lines right now? Give me a reason. If there's a good reason, a transformer or something, you can't do it, fine. But mm-hmm. somebody should be trying because this road is being dug up right now. Exactly. And, you know, I think the other thing you just identified is just the lack of information. And I think we can all agree our utilities are kind of notorious for not having um, the best communications with customers. Uh, And so a lot of this is simply um, appropriate communications, timely communications. And we actually wrapped up a uh, process proceeding in, in February about this undergrounding issue in the context of the broadband um, proliferation yes. of the state. So now the utilities um, and the, the broadband providers have to notify us, uh, you know, a couple of weeks in advance of, um, you know, digging up the street for those purposes. And they have to, you know, comment on the fact they've alerted uh, other utilities that they are or are not subject to uh, kind of infrastructure sharing within those uh, conduits. So, that's a great example of um, one of the processes that I'm talking about. Like, I got to get all these in place, and then um, okay. we can start enforcing them. All right. Well, we're on it. We're with you. We're with you, Marissa. <laughs> you do. You really do. You have the great unwashed masses of Connecticut with you, and I'm one of them. You do. You have the rest oh, of us. We you. are. We want our state to be beautiful. We want it to be efficient. We want it to be responsive. And did I say we want it to be beautiful? We want it to be beautiful. <laughs> We want it to be beautiful. And and that means that a lot of these old telephone poles that we all know don't carry any more telephone wires, you know, can go underground. That's all. Just put them mm-hmm, underground. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, and I have to applaud you. One of your listeners uh, has reached out to Pura after one of uh, the recent shows and has since turned that into advocacy to his uh, legislature, legislators and his delegation in Greenwich. Um, so... You know, you're providing this uh, educational platform, and then your listeners are taking it the next step and, uh, you know, trying to turn it into action. So I really appreciate this opportunity. Well, thank you, Marissa Gillette. We really appreciate that um, you come in front of us every month and you answer the hard questions, and we appreciate the passion behind your willingness to change the status quo. It is not easy to change the status quo. It takes tremendous effort. And we thank you very much for being on the show this week and and every month. So thank you very much. Thank you. Pleasure. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com. 